welcome back to Lounge with Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two friends keeping in touch due to our long distance. I used to say ex-librarians. It's been a year. I feel like we can't <laughs> claim the title anymore, Claire. We are two friends keeping in touch over long distance. And the way we do that is through reading books together and sharing that experience with you guys. So the book that we're currently reading at the moment is The Humans by Matt Haig. And we are so close to the end of this book. We read up to part three. What were your thoughts, yes. Claire? Well... He made quite a big decision in this book, didn't he? But I feel like when he made that decision, it backfired on him because they're still sending somebody. Can we can we say, can we drop the spoiler? I, I think so. He has decided to go human. Mm. Mm. And what that means, obviously he was human anyway because he was in a human body, but he's cut his connection with the aliens and his mental link with them, which means he's lost all of his like alien powers of persuasion and regeneration and he can never go back home because they can't just teleport him away because they've severed the link completely. And he will age and he will die and he basically will live as a human. Only at the end of that chapter, they still basically said that they were sending somebody on the mission to basically assassinate the family. So it's kind of backfired a bit on him. And then and then he did some other really like daft stuff. So he got he ended up getting Gulliver into a fight. And I'm yeah. thinking, oh, was that a right thing to do? You know, I know the guy that he had a fight with was an absolute jerk, but encouraging him to fight, I don't think is the answer. Mm, agreed. It's it's almost like he spent three quarters of the book really turning his opinion around on humans, thinking actually humans are really interesting, they're really cool, to the point where he's fallen in love with them and he wants to be one, but then when he becomes human, he suddenly, he's taken the glasses off and he doesn't actually know what it means to be human because he's been observing them and when you're always observing something, it always seems better than your reality. But then as soon as, yeah. you know, the grass is always greener, as soon as you step into that, you suddenly realise he's got to learn all of these things because he doesn't have a crutch to lean on anymore. He doesn't have his alien powers where he can just wipe the slate clean if he does something terrible. Mm. Um, he can't help people when they're in danger. And from looking at humans and the way they act from this rosy perspective to suddenly being like, oh my gosh, being a human is so mundane. You've got to do all these chores. You've got to... You know, there's so much, so many hoops to jump through socially. He's suddenly realising that actually being a human is quite the grind. And as you say, he did so many stupid things because he doesn't know the social etiquettes. <laughs> well, exactly, because uh, he, he basically started to have sex with Maggie, <laughs> who is somebody he was having an affair with. And then what did he do? Told his wife. Yeah. Just in passing as well, like it wasn't anything because he didn't realise yeah. that that was a faux pas. And it's like, how could he not know? Yeah, how could he so ridiculous. How did he not know? Because he was feeling those emotions towards her. And Isabel was growing love towards him again. And the whole family network was pulling together and it was all going really well. And then he goes and dumps that. What a, what a prat. I mean... <laughs> That's the naivety of of his situation, though, isn't it? 
I have to say, in this part of the book, obviously there was a lot of drama, there was a lot of action and stuff going on, but I also thought there were some really nice moments to do with mental health. And I know I keep bringing it back to mental health, but I feel like that's Matt Haig's sort of bag. Like, he always is reflecting on how we think. And I didn't really like Maggie. I thought Maggie was a terrible character, but... There was this really nice passage oh. that she spoke about. So I'm going to read it out. And this page is called mm. The Ideal Castle. Mm. And this is Maggie's thoughts on what it means to be human after she's asked by Andrew. She said being human is being a young child on Christmas Day who receives an absolutely magnificent castle. And there is a perfect photograph of this castle on the box. And you want more than anything to play with the castle and the knights and the princesses because it looks like such a perfectly human world. But the only problem is that the castle isn't built. It's in tiny, intricate pieces, and although there's a book of instructions, you don't understand it, and nor can your parents or Aunt Sylvie, so you were just left crying at the ideal castle on the box, which no one would ever be able to build. Don't you think that's quite powerful? Yeah, really, really good. I liked that page as well. And I thought Maggie... I didn't really like her as a character, but when he asks her what it means to be human, and that's her response, I just thought there's something to that because she's kind of saying it seems like this magnificent wondrous thing but actually you never really figure out what it's all about so you never really enjoy Mm. enjoy it you're always looking on to what it could have been yeah she's clearly had some issues in the past and things like that and I, I guess also I think she saw Andrew as this Uh, this light this star person didn't she and she got involved with him and actually that's turned out rubbish as well hasn't it so yeah she's and it's almost that matches the experience that andrew's going through himself as the alien yeah he thought it was this shiny castle and now he's there he can't build it and he doesn't know how to get to the castle and i just really like that and there's there's also a lot of themes of loneliness in this part of the book because when he becomes human Obviously, he's got no one to speak to about being an alien and he can no longer speak to the dog and he just loses all of that attachment he had and he suddenly realises that being human is perhaps more lonely than it was when he was the alien. Yeah, and he does try to tell his best best friend, doesn't he, that he's he, he was an alien and he's just looking at him like he's some weirdo. You know, you're, what are you talking about? You know, it's... Yeah, it's quite sad for him, really, but... Yeah, it's not looking good. And then there's clearly some stranger that has arrived that is going to cause some mischief. Um, mm. I mean, there's not a lot of the book left to go, so I don't know how it's going to end, but I don't know. I get the feeling it's not going to be good. Uh, yeah, I don't know how this book can end. It, for me, it can only end badly. Like, his mm. wife's told him to get out of the house, but then we've got this threat the aliens that want to kill his wife and his son and how is he going to stop any of that i can only think he's going to die become an alien again or somehow in the 40 or so pages we've got left he's going to reconcile with his wife get rid of the aliens and i just don't think that's going to happen i don't think there could be a happy ending to this book no that's going to be good we'll look forward to it (laughs) so we are going to read to the end of the book then we are going to review it next week a very we only ever do a really tiny review because yeah we will never spoil the ending ending. yeah no (laughs) so it's just uh we will tell our our overall thought about the book as to whether we're renewing sending it as an overdue or returning it 
or maybe even a fine, that fringe category oh, yes. we've chucked in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like that one, don't we? We like that one. And then obviously we'll be introducing our new book as well, but more on that next week. The new book that we'll be reading is one that Claire's chosen this time because we take it in turns. And it is, you know, it is exciting. Claire sent me my copy and I'm I'm excited to read it and share it with everyone. You got some book posts, didn't you? I did. I love it. I need to send you a book post. (laughs) I need to reciprocate this. We love a bit of book post. (laughs) (laughs) We just send ourselves a book post. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Any authors out there, we like book posts. Yes, send us book post. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know what I've been reading? I do, uh, you know. Mm, okay. Because you've been so reading that really depressing am, book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is, it is pretty depressing. Halfway through nearly, though, by the way. Oh, wow. Room by Emma Donner, Donahue. Uh, so I've seen the film. The book is just as good so far it's kind of moving on the same lines as the film so it's really sad really so she got abducted by this man he enticed her to to help help him with his sick dog and that's when he got him got her in his truck and basically put you know gave uh, did made her go to sleep with some you know the special medicine type thing and 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 put her in this shed basically and the shed is in the garden and it's been soundproof um she discovered that it's actually got a fence that's been built in underneath the shed so you can't actually scrabble your way out of it it's got like a door with a keypad lock on it there's just, you know, there's no windows. The only window is the skylight in the roof, so they can't see anything and you can't hear anything. It's, you know, she's in a real, like, awful situation. And this, the boy is obviously the son of the abductor. And um, so they're living there and, you know, they exercise in there, they eat, they sleep. But she is now... Uh, in the part of the book where she's figured out a way to try and escape. The way that they were doing it was, first of all, she pretended he was really ill. So, and he, she smeared sick on him and she made the place smell like diarrhea and made him really hot and stuff like that. And he didn't believe it and he didn't take the boy because she wanted to take him to hospital and she'd given him a note and everything. But she kind of knew that wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. So she went to plan B, which is she's she's pretending he is dead and going to roll him up in the rug. And he's going to get taken out in the rug. And then she's explained how that's going to hopefully. Oh, he's wow. Be and then I wonder... To... Obviously, I've not seen the film or and know anything about it, but yeah, wonder if the boy will then have to try and save his mother, if it were. Well, that is the idea. That is the idea that that he gets out. He get she gets him out, and she's basically he believes like the outside world doesn't exist. He just thinks it's on TV, mm. and she's now telling him it does exist. And I have a mum and a dad, and I was abducted, and this is not good, and this is all awful, and we need to get you out there. And yeah, it's gosh, yeah, she's it's been a crazy in there for situation. years then, years, yeah, for a long time, yes. And she's like, all her teeth have gone bad, and 
stuff like that. And uh, in one part of the book that I was reading, he basically, she, when you annoy him, the one who abducted her, he turns off all the electricity so they don't have any light and they don't have anything to cook and he doesn't give them any food and he basically punishes them that, like that. Yeah, it's, it's an absolute psycho. Yeah, absolutely. So it is quite a harrowing book, but it's good. It's definitely, um, yeah, I'm enjo- enjoying it. It's probably not the right word, but it's a good read. It's a good read. Gosh, yeah, that seems seems too dark for me. I only like my mm. books dark if they're not realistic. Do you know if you're like, nah, that yeah. could never happen. Whereas that, I feel, yeah. is too... You've heard stories like that in the news, and it is just yeah, you, it, it, horrendous. Yeah, this could happen, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chills. Um, my books have been very silly, actually, so I'll bring the lightheartedness. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, I finished reading Astrid Parker Doesn't Fail by Ashley Herring Blake, which was the second in her Brightfall series. And this is a stupid rom-com, enemies to lovers, um, cheesy romance. And I just really, really enjoy her books. There's something about her writing that is so easy to read. Like, don't get me wrong, it's very face level, very cheesy, very tropey, like, You'll be reading it like this is straight out of some kind of Hallmark movie or some mm. kind of American, you know, those silly films that mm. they have on Channel 4. So it's it's nothing special, but when you just want to read and have a good time and go into a world that feels very perfect, it's, it's quite nice. And I, I really enjoyed my time with this book. I actually think I, I preferred this book to the first one. Um... I preferred the characters because in this book you focus on Astrid, who's um, Delilah's stepsister in the first book, and I always found her character far more captivating than the characters that were actually focused on in the first book. She's just very interesting. Um, And because this one's all about her, I've really, really, really liked it because she's just quite a, a fun character to spend a lot of time with. So this one for me is definitely a renew. I think... No... This one for me is definitely an overdue, I think, actually. I'm going to oh, go crazy. Wow. I'm going to go overdue because I think it's one of those guilty pleasure books that I will probably end up reading again just to put a smile on my face because it's just silly and romantic and nice. Overdue for me. I really love this book. I, it was my favourite one out of the two that I've read of hers. The second book that I was reading, or listening to, I should say, was The Marlowe Murder Club by Robert Thorogood. And I finished this. I actually was sat in my car because I was like, I need to know the ending of this book. <laughs> and loved it. Really, really good. It's um, a detective book about these three women in this small town, Marlowe, who come together to look into these murders that have happened because each one of them is connected to one of the people that were murdered and they kind of come together and they help the police and it's very much like I know he did some writing for Death in Paradise and it's got those vibes you know when it's about murder but actually it feels like quite a fun book (laughs) and the murders don't feel that gory or realistic more just like a puzzle to solve so I've really enjoyed this one the characters were amazing and I've actually started listening to the second book, A Murder Comes to Marlowe. And it's that one is really good. It just like has carried on the the epic journey of the three characters and gone more into their backstories. 
and again it's just really good fun sleuthing uh, I do think to myself when I read these, the police are very bad in these books. Like, they, they can't seem to find a single clue. Like, these three women are like, <laughs> ah, this jar has got fingerprints on it. Or this door was oiled with olive oil. And the police are just kind of floundering around finding no clues. And they're oh. like, why, why are they even in the book? They've done absolutely nothing to solve this case. Uh, <laughs> so that's that would be my only qualm with the book. That it seems a bit unrealistic that the police do yeah. nothing. <laughs> Apart from show up at the end. You often see that in all these crime dramas because I always think, you know, when you watch Silent Witness, <laughs> why are they getting involved in solving the actual crime? Why aren't yeah. the police solving it? They're like the people who just do the forensics. They are, yes. But they're actually but they're... solving the crime. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do always think that with those books. You've always got to take it with that pinch of salt when it comes to those yeah. sorts of things. Yeah. but. Really good. If you like the Thursday Murder Club or Death and Croissants or any of those kind of sleuthing stories where it's not the police solving the crime but some eccentric characters, this is up your street. And the audiobook, couldn't recommend it enough. The narrator has just got such a lovely voice and as I say, it feels like a bedtime story. Probably not best when I'm driving (laughs) because you feel like you're about to go to sleep, but... Uh, really good story that for me the first book is a renew it is definitely one that I would say you need to go out there and read it the third uh, the second book so far is feeling maybe overdue but I don't know I'll, mm. I'll wait till I get to the end the second book is a bit like Knives Out if you've seen that film no I haven't you've not that. seen it no Claire you need to watch Knives Out with Daniel Craig that's your homework <laughs> oh really it's, it's one of the best detective films I've seen uh, for a while. It's hilarious. And also, you know, detective Oh, okay. Do you know what? I'm not sure if uh, Rich was talking about that one, actually. Yeah, was it on Netflix? Really... Is it on Netflix? Yes, it's on Netflix. I think you ah, can get it yeah. on other medias as well, but I know yeah, well, it's... That's because Netflix. Rich had seen it on Netflix, so, oh, okay, I watch will look it. into that It's one. really good, and when you watch it, you'll know that the second book, uh, A Murder That Comes to Marlowe, is very similar to that movie, <laughs> and then you'll want to read it. Um, so, yeah, that's my current reading status at the moment. I'm just reading Death Comes to Marlowe on my audiobook. I am thinking I'm on holiday next week, not going anywhere, just helping my mum clean out her house, like her garage. <laughs> but I am going to pick up another book. And I think I've got a load of sci-fi books that I need to get through. So I'm going to do another sci-fi and I'm going to do The Galaxy and the Ground Within by Becky Chambers. I've not started it. This is the fourth book in the Wayfarer series. And I've read all the others in that series. And she kind of focuses on characters within like this sci-fi world rather than a, a plot. You don't really follow a plot, you follow the people and, and their journey. And I do love all of her books, so I'm interested to see where this one goes. None of them have ever been as good as the first book. I'm going to put it out there. I always pick them up and I, I always feel a bit disappointed when I get to the end because I'm like, still wasn't as good as the first one, but... I've got to finish it now because I've read the other three. So that's going to be my next read. Oh, I look forward to hearing about that one then. So that, well, that's all up. I don't have any other reading to talk to you about. I haven't got any fun stories about planes crashing or anything like that. (laughs) 
<laughs> he never you got back never to know. us. We should definitely at him to see what he thought. <laughs> we did ought to, really, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to read to the e- read to the end of the humans by Matt Haig and then introduce our new book next week. Very oh. exciting. Woo! As always as well, follow us on our Instagram at Lounging With Books. I actually posted a video of real, whatever they're called, and I think only you liked it, Claire. I put so much effort into that. <laughs> the pain! The pain! <laughs> Nobody likes my little videos. Oh. Devastated. I don't think I get the social media. Fickle. I'll keep going. Fickle. But... It's a very fickle world, Sophie. A very fickle world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. We don't right. post. We don't post enough, though. We've got to post more stuff, haven't we? Post, Some post, people post. just post like all day long. I don't know how they have the time to do it. I don't know. I don't know how they get all the shots. Like it's just it takes yeah. a lot of staging just to get a book out yeah. the shelf to write exactly. some stuff about it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're doing fine. We're cruising. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, it is goodbye from me. That is goodbye from me.